Welcome to the Digital Public Relations Podcast, covering news and trends in the digital space. Produced by the students in the Public Relations Program in the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University. Hello, everybody. My name is Troy Heatwell, and welcome back to the Digital PR Podcast. Uh, we have a great show for you today. Very excited to be talking uh, with my friend Ben. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Excited to talk about uh, Twitch. Very excited to talk about Twitch. Um, we're just going to go into Twitch, uh, it, just its origin, kind of what we have experienced with Twitch, and then we'll go into what it means for the digital PR world. Uh, what is so, your experience with Twitch, Troy? Uh, I started watching Twitch back when I was a freshman in high school because I got a job at as the front desk person uh, for a swimming pool. And, you know, there's a lot of times where you have a lot of downtime and I didn't really have anything to do. And I remember uh, I pulled up Twitch and I would be watching live streams or I would uh, plug into the speaker and I would be blasting a monster cat. I don't know if they still live stream, but I know monster cat was pretty big back then. So that was my experience with it. Uh, watching a lot of the early esports, uh, really before esports took off, uh, Twitch was the platform to go to that. Uh, what about you? Yeah, for me, I would say it's about the same. I, I kind of watch it for a lot of entertainment, a lot of uh, esports events as well, with like uh, the League of Legends World Championships and things like that. But um, I really, I really kind of enjoy Twitch now as sort of a creator and a watcher because I, I stream myself. But I think that. For for me, the the joy of it was just being able to interact with a lot of people on Twitch, and for uh, for people at home who don't know, uh, Twitch is a platform where basically anyone is able to uh, live stream on the platform. All they have to do is download an app or a program, and they're able to live stream. the uh, The platform's set up into different categories with the uh, different games, and uh, you can even stream like IRL content, like in real life. They have a just chatting section for people to do that themselves. But uh, Twitch kind of had humble beginnings. It started as Justin.tv. And basically the origin story behind that is that Justin, uh, the creator of the platform, just decided to live stream his own life. He uh, strapped a GoPro to his helmet and uh, would just go throughout his like daily uh, occurrences streaming on the platform. And that kind of just uh, snowballed into what Twitch is today with the addition of games. Yeah, uh, Twitch started in 2011 and just something I thought about uh, with Justin TV, imagine how expensive that was to just live stream his life back then. Yeah, I bet. but had a lot of cash. But it started back in 2011. Uh, really, just started out with games, and then it snowballed. Uh, eventually, got bought out by Amazon in 2014, and it just kept growing every year. They kept adding new categories. They kept expanding. Uh, it started out with games, and really, esports wasn't too big. Like if you wanted to watch esports, you kind of just had to go to the game. Uh, it wasn't until the uh, mid-2010s until esports was really embraced by the platform. And it just kept getting bigger from there. And the user growth has been huge. Uh, just from 2019 to 2021, it uh, went from 32 million to 44 million viewers. And just going to keep growing as things go online. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, something to add to the legitimacy of the platform is uh, one of the biggest creators at the time, uh, Ninja. He did a live stream with uh, the Steelers wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster. He and um, Drake and Travis Scott, two very popular rappers, and all they did was just play Fortnite for a few hours, and that stream occur uh, accrued over three hundred thousand concurrent viewers at once, and it broke the Twitch record for most viewed stream ever, and it kind of shows you just how 
how big the platform has gotten and how influencers were able to take advantage of it. And really, influencers have always been a big part of live streaming. I mean, when we think of uh, influencers live streaming, we tend to think of like Instagram. But with Twitch, it shows that you can get a much bigger audience if done correctly. Uh, And even these streamers, I wouldn't even say they're influencers. They're borderline celebrities with Ninja having 17 million followers. I wouldn't say that they're an influencer at that point. The numbers of the followings there are crazy. Like you said, Ninja was 17 million. One of the uh, biggest uh, female creators, Pokemon, has over uh, 10 million followers herself. So it really just shows you how how crazy the amount of followings people get on that platform. One of the uh, campaigns that's happened most recently was Cash App, a, a company that does sort of like online uh, money transferring and online banking. They created a uh, basically an event called the Cash App $350,000 Uno Championship. And they partnered with a, a popular esports organization, 100 Thieves. And basically all it was was they invited 24 Twitch streamers to a table. They played Uno and the winner got uh, $350,000. And crazily enough, the stream earned 1.3 million views total. And almost 485,000 people followed the Cash App channel for future live streams. And that just kind of shows you how easy it is for companies to just partner with a lot of streamers on a platform and create such a following so quickly. Yeah, and one of the things about that event is if you get lots of different streamers and influencers together, you can make a huge event. Yeah, by, I mean, yeah, 1.3 million views for uh, Uno is really something. Yeah, and speaking of uh, the followers, you know, the engagement rate on Twitch, it's, it's insane. The statistic brought from Twitch itself that says 64% of the viewers polled would buy products recommended by streamers. Yeah, I mean, I believe it because streamer, I mean, streamers really do have, like, unlike other celebrities, a lot of streamers have uh, that connection with the audience because to become a full-time streamer, you really don't need that big of a backing, unlike to be a celebrity or to be a musician where you need to have a recording studio and all this stuff. But to have, to really be a full-time streamer, you need maybe a thousand paid followers a month which yeah. really isn't a lot yeah no i mean it's super easy to stream all you need is your computer and something to play on you know i think what makes the engagement rate so high is that people just relate to the streamer more you know instead of it being an influencer like kim kardashian where you could never have the life that she has a lot of uh, twitch creators all they are, are just gamers <laughs> people who just yeah. play video games and don't don't really have the the posh life that a lot of uh, celebrities nowadays do. Yeah, I mean, when I think of uh, two streamers that kind of represent the everyman, uh, first one is uh, Alex TV. Uh, he used to go by Immortal HD. He was someone I followed since like 2013. And another one would be uh, Ludwig, who if you ever watch like a Ludwig stream, it, he just seems like a normal guy. He doesn't seem like some um, out of life figure. And yeah. I think that's why a lot of people connect with streamers so much. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Ludwig, just to talk about how big the platform is, he did a, uh, a thing called a subathon, where it's basically someone can subscribe to you on Twitch with $5, and that goes towards you as a, a creator. And so what he did is every time someone subscribed to him, he would like up the timer to uh, end the stream. So basically every sub added 30 seconds to the stream. And he said that he would not stop it in 24 hours. He would let it go till till the, till the timer ran down to zero. And he had to cap it at a month because so many people subscribed to him and gave him so much money. 
that <laughs> that he just said, I need to stop. I've been streaming consecutively for a month. And that means like him going through his day, him working out, him playing games, him sleeping. Like people would just watch him sleep and send donations in, which I it's a little creepy, but it kind of shows you, you know, how people want to engage on the platform. Like someone could literally be sleeping and you're still able to get a lot of engagement with that. These sleeping streams are they can get pretty insane. I would suggest if you're listening to this right now, after the podcast concludes, go into YouTube and just type in sleeping stream. Some of these streams because often uh, the stream uh, for a sleeping stream, they'll have like super chats enabled where the now what a super chat is, uh, I should probably explain this. It's when you can pay money and it can be as little as a dollar and a message will come up and the streamer will read the message and then they can respond. And it really shows you how the interactive um, aspect of Twitch is like no other. But some of these sleeping streams can they can get a little bit insane but i mean that's what draws people to the platform people like seeing really interesting content yeah and speaking with your super chat there are some streamers that will do a thing called media share where if you give them a certain amount of money it'll play a video out of their speakers and so basically what you could have is someone sleeping and someone just sending music into the streams so that the person like can't fall asleep. <laughs> it's it's really interesting the the type of content that you can get on the platform. I mean, even with the interactive stuff, you can see that even some of the fans are more creative than the streamers, which it's really interesting. And do we want to maybe uh, go into how this can affect the PR world? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, we've already talked about uh, how sponsorships are a huge part of Twitch. I mean, sponsorships uh, for Twitch have been around for a while, but they've really, with the Cash App stream and like things like that, they have really, companies have really been able to tap into the Twitch platform to get their message across. And I think if you are a company and you want to get your message out, usually people think Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I mean, Twitch is going to have to be up there. Yeah, I think if you're able to kind of figure out your demographics and aim for like the younger generation of people. Twitch is a great uh, tool to use for a platform. And with streamers being kind of your opinion leaders or your secondary audience, you're kind of able to promote your campaign or your product through that person. And it, and it kind of helps with the relatability as well and the engagement rate of people talking with each other. That kind of normalizes the idea of a streamer kind of just being your friend and recommending you something, which I think also kind of speaks to the strength of the platform. Like personally, I could say that with the Cash App stream, I did download the Cash App app and put in the uh, the code to get a free $5, you know. These things work and it shows through the numbers. There's also another uh, statistic that Twitch found that 75% of the, the people watching streams appreciate when brands support streamers. I mean, I think personally that when I see a brand try and support someone that I like watching with their content, it kind of makes me have a higher, uh, you know, a more positive uh, sentiment about them. What about you, Trey? Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the things I like about uh, when a company will support a streamer, a lot of people like it because it allows their content to be free. Um, a lot of people who are streamers, uh, they end up doing it uh, full time because it is so easy to do full time, but they often can't do it full time without some kind of uh, backing from a corporation. And that's not a bad thing, and I think it's a good thing, and people appreciate it uh, when they can view their favorite streamer for free. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and something else I wanted to touch on is if you are a company, live events, live events are 
huge, but really every live event needs to be live streamed now. Every every time you do, even if it's a small event, it makes sense to just put up a camera, hit record, and not only for people who like can't make the event, but also just for people to stumble on your company. If you have a live event, I mean, it got to be live streamed. No, I agree. And I think Twitch is sort of the infrastructure that a company would want. Again, as I said earlier, it's super easy to live stream on Twitch. All you need is your phone or all you need is a computer to run the run the app, you know? And I think companies can really take advantage of the the kind of the giant number of people on the platform to help promote their events and everything. We're coming up on 12 minutes here. Just want to say thank you to everyone for listening to the uh, Digital PR podcast. Again, it was uh, me, Ben Vrobel, and uh, Troy Heatwall here. And we just uh, appreciate you guys for listening. And if you do want to listen to more perspectives and uh, students' opinions on how things are able to change the world of uh, digital public relations, please subscribe to the podcast. uh, And we will see you guys later. Thank you. for listening. Please subscribe, share, or send us your comments on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. Find us on Twitter using the hashtag PROnlineChat. We're looking forward to hearing from you.